Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, Zach. What's up, friend? Did we watch a movie this week? Uh, I think so. I really don't know if I saw anything. What do you mean? I just... I got this overwhelming feeling of, what the hell? And that's all I can remember. <laughs> that's, that's all you can remember. But only enough, that's, that's mostly what I remember. I remember having a blank fever dream of sorts. Yeah, I think Just... I was dreaming. Yeah, yeah. I think I also might have dreamt that we watched a movie. I wonder if we had the same dream. Okay, what did, you, what did your dream have it? What, what did your My dream, dream had have? a computer. Oh, mine did as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, but my computer was alive-ish. Yeah. Because it drank champagne. Did your computer fall in love with someone? Yes. I'm not sure if it did fall in love. It was just taught that that was love. It was taught incorrectly. Huh. I'm not sure. Were you dreaming about yourself in this situation, or did you... Yes. Okay, because I kind of went from the perspective of um the, the most boring human being on the face of the planet most boring human being ah yes well i am that person so for me that was me huh yeah well sounds like we did do something that we can talk about yay welcome like, like some sort of dream <laughs> an electric dream it's an electric dream welcome the oldie but a goodie it is a podcast where you <laughs> what a surprise <laughs> wow some people don't know some people on youtube still don't know what this is oh that's fair that is fair some people are watching this on youtube going like where's the movie i i ordered <laughs> yeah. for freezies on youtube i want to watch this movie even though there's an, a number in front of the movie title which isn't usually how that works mm. comment below if you're doing this right now <laughs> Maybe maybe they think we've listed a whole bunch of movies that we've uploaded to YouTube. That way it makes it easier for um, the copyright strike people to track us and take them away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the whole list. They go, yeah. ah! Boom, 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 boom. Done. Easy done. This is a podcast where each week we look at what came out back in 1984. We've been doing it for half a year. We're more than halfway through the year. That's kind of crazy to think about, isn't it? I'm more than halfway through my coffee. Nice. This week, Electric Dreams. My name's Sandro. That's Zach. I love coffee. I also like coffee. I, th- I think I like coffee more than I like Sorry, this movie. Sorry, I'm, I'm doing my bit as the most boring man <laughs> alive. Man, I love my coffee. I'm such a fan of coffee. Oh, Coffee's also, great. I forgot to mention you're Canada, Zach. You're not real, Zach. I hate <laughs> the Mondays. That's a thing that happened. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm, I'm Canada, Zach, but I'm putting on my best Australian, Zach. Mm. accent right now it's pretty good it's pretty good but otherwise i just go back to my usual canadian accent <laughs> also it doesn't really sound like a canadian accent look i had a i had a foreign upbringing <laughs> okay in in norway oh <laughs> yeah <laughs> i should talk about it at some point on the podcast not now maybe because i'm drinking my coffee as the most boring human alive i've got to drink my coffee all right you drink your coffee i will say that the movie we watched this week i don't know what they were thinking 
Mm. I don't think it was very good. Oh, yeah. Don't know if I enjoyed it. I disagree with one of those statements, but only one of them. <laughs> Which one is that? <laughs> I, I, I don't know if I, I'm willing to tell yet. It's certainly an interesting movie, that's for sure. When I picked this, I went, this is going to be boring. This is going to be a yeah. rom-com with a computer. Ah. And now I'm sitting here like, what? Well, okay, listen to your own statement and see how unboring that statement is. A rom-com with a computer? Yeah. I guess it depends. If it's a rom-com where he just has a computer... Eh. That, no, 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 that sounds like an amazing movie. Because <laughs> there's a difference between rom-com with a guy with a computer and a rom-com with a computer... Yeah, you when the computer I mean. is a part of the... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I have a weird relationship with this film. There's because... a lot of relationship problems with this movie. <laughs> oh, yeah, there is that as well. So I've known about this for years. I don't know if you've seen it, but there's this movie from, I think it's the 80s, called Short Circuit, which is about this, um, this like, like robot. I think it's like a military robot. It gains sentience and then goes and does stuff. Whoa, dude, technology gaining sentience. That's a good plot. It is a good plot point. And it was always kind of packaged with this movie. But I never saw this movie. Because I went, Mm. I'm going to watch the good one instead. Yeah, no. Why go with a lovey rom-com when you can just shoot bad guys? But this film, yeah, finally saw it. It was an interesting one. Yeah. Was it, though? It was definitely interesting. You can't deny that. It's not like this is... Well, yes, it's original for the time. Oh, absolutely. But in the world we live in now... This is just your bloody regular episode of Black Mirror. I mean, yeah. But isn't that ironic that they wrote a Black Mirror way back then? Mm. And also, it, it's... Look, let's be honest. It's just Google Home. It's just a really sassy Google Home. It is just a sassy Google Home. Rather funny now, because we have that. We do have that. Also, I don't think I'll bother mentioning it in the credits portion of this episode, but um, Richard Branson was involved in this movie. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So, maybe maybe he thought up the idea of a Google Home and we just don't know it. Very interesting. I mean, it, it's practically what Google Home does. So, I, I thought it was very ironic that we live in an age where its technology is actually possible. Whereas they didn't have that at all and it was just speculation and movie going guessing. And probably, like, ten or so years ago, we would have looked at it and been like, ha ha, stupid... Stupid old people thinking technology would be this advanced. Yeah. But now it's actually at that point, so that's interesting. That was one of the funniest parts of the movie, was when he goes to buy the computer, and it's like, a big deal? And I was like, this isn't a big deal, he's just buying a computer. But then I remembered, like, yeah, you know, it's the 80s. Yeah, back then. So. Yeah, yeah. Was this the best option of this week? I definitely wanted to see the never-ending story. Oh, that That was was another one. That's fair enough. And never-ending story is one of my favourite movies, because I watched it. At least twice. And there were two other options this week as well. One of them being... It didn't matter. Best Defense, Eddie Murphy, and then Revenge of the Nerds. Oh, yeah. Which we could have done because people remember that movie. But also, we did Bachelor Party two weeks ago. And that had all the controversy I could handle. (laughs) Yeah. We don't want any more rude movies. Absolutely not. So we went with a rom-com with a computer. (laughs) I think that's the perfect way to describe this show. Yeah. We didn't want a rude movie, so we did a rom-com with a computer. <laughs> with a computer. Yep. All right, Electric Dreams, released July 20th. It's written by this guy who I think's got the best name of all time. I think this might be the best name ever of any person on the face of the earth. Yeah? I'm excited now. What is it? Rusty Lemorandi. <laughs> 
Lemons, right? It's good, isn't it? It's a good name. <laughs> Rusty Lemon. Say, say it again. Rusty Lemorandi. It's almost Lemorandi. like lemon. It's almost like, yeah, it's like a Rusty Lemon. Yeah. You know? That that's what you call him. That's his nickname everywhere. It's just Rusty Lemon. It's a great name. It's a good that name. Is a fa- that is a that is a name you want to you know. That's a that's a thing you put down as a, uh, a an RPG character. If you, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it, okay. Think up a random name. Uh, Rusty Lemon. Boom. <laughs> Rusty Lemon. And he's out there. If your name is Rusty Limerati and you have a kid, what would you name your kid? Rusty Earl. <laughs> Rusty Earl. <laughs> 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 Obviously, surely. Uh, so he wrote this, but he has also directed some stuff before. He directed Journey to the Center of the Earth in 1989. Oh, hey. I like, I love that movie. In fact, this film is directed by Steve Barron. His first ever directorial effort. He did do some uncredited camera work on Superman before this, though, so he was in the game. Mm. He went on to direct um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in 1990 nice. and a movie called Coneheads, which are both films that are very weird. So, yep. I think that's his thing. He was also a producer on The Specialist, which we did an episode on. Mm. So, there we go. He's a weird boy, and he likes doing weird things. Have you seen Coneheads? Um, I don't think I have. It's a movie where all the actors have, um, cone heads but they look awful oh yeah oh yeah that's <laughs> that is uh that is horrifying for the cast our lead is a dude called miles he's played by lenny von dolan this is his first and probably one of his only leading roles in film mm. he hasn't done too many uh, recognizable movies outside of home alone 3 which i think oh. i've seen <laughs> i can't remember I, I probably have, but I don't remember. He does play this character called Harold Smith in Twin Peaks, though, which is where I know him from. And most recently, he was in one single episode of The Orville. So good on him. Yeah, good on, good on. I thought he was all right as a lead. I think he was a good actor. Yeah, like, he yeah. was a good actor. Like, his character obviously was meant to be this sort of boring, like, very boring architect man. And I thought he played him very well. I thought he was was good. Virginia Madsen plays Madeline. Look, Harold Smith was in Twin Peaks. Another connection to the director David Lynch because she was in mm. Dune, Ooh, which he directed. That's which a movie I quite enjoy. That's coming up. That's coming up in a few months. The new one and the eighties one. Oh, are we going to do like a double? I think we might double double. Oh, that'd be sick. That depends if the person who gets Dune picks Dune. Well, you're right. Absolutely right. Spoilers: I ordered the book to read it before the episode, so we're going to do it. Ah, so that's 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 <laughs> slightly more likely than <laughs> we don't plan these episodes in advance. Well, no, absolutely not. But I'm going to download the audio. Dude, <laughs> if you're doing that, I might as well. I mean, that's just an excuse. Yeah, it's just an excuse for, to, to do some June to, to read June. Yeah. <laughs> Dune Read Dune? and listen to Dune. Um, Virginia Madsen, she was the leading Candyman most recently. She's in the Swamp Thing TV Whoa, show, so she's still yes. working. Good on her. Swamp? It was bad. I didn't like it. But you might like it. You should watch it. I mean, yeah. I do love the Swamp Thing, yeah. but I was hesitant to watch it because I had a suspicion it would just be terrible. Yeah, it's not very good. The Swamp Thing's one of my favorite superheroes. Uh, yeah. Hero? Are you ready for the Rotten Tomato scores? They're very different. Mm, yeah. The critics were like 44%. Thumb down. Ooh. The audience, Ooh. 71%. Quite high. Mm. 6.5 on IMDb. Which is interesting. Uh, a lot of the r- reviews were saying, hey, the concept is pretty original, but um, mm. romance is a bit weird. They weren't wrong. 
Whereas the people were like, yeah, who cares about the fucking romance? I want to see this weird-ass computer make some music. We haven't even talked about the music yet. Oh, wow. Mm. What a banging soundtrack. Yeah, what a what a banger. <laughs> what a classic knee-slapper. So many tunes. Have you heard these songs before? They're pretty popular, I think. I think the songs are more popular than the movies. <laughs> I have not. I don't think so. I don't yeah. remember, anyway. I love the one. They were bangers. About, um, about <laughs> recording things on a VHS. I thought that was very yeah. good. Yeah! Yeah! Uh, so this cost $5.5 million. What do you think it made domestically in America? I don't think it really went overseas in terms of going to the cinemas. What do you think it made, though? 5.5 million. 20. Nope. 10. Way lower. 5? No. 2.5? Yeah, 2.5. Ooh. They lost 3 million. Ooh. Ooh. This bombed. Ooh, that's not good. This did not do well at all. No, that bombed pretty hard. But the soundtrack charted like crazy. So, in some ways... That's really weird. Yeah. That's really weird that the music would chart, but I guess, yeah. The thing is, with Toxic Avenger, I wish I could find, like, a better copy of that, the soundtrack for that. <laughs> yeah, so exactly. I'm glad that the music charted, at least. Because I feel bad for the Toxic Avengers one, because that... Yeah, that it's not on. It's not track. on Spotify. Can't add it to our Spotify playlist. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. on there because it's it's really like only in the Toxic Avenger and nowhere else you can really find it. And it's yeah. it's a banging soundtrack. So oh, yeah. it's good. I am not gonna lie. I've been listening to that one recently. Like yeah. I have that in a in a playlist. I think I found it on a YouTube rip. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> that's the only way you can find that music. It's yeah. like nowhere else. It's, it's crazy. a good song. And yes. Plug, plug, Spotify playlist, every song that's in movies from the movies we talk about. That we can get, at least. Let's talk about Electric Dreams. Electric Dreams! The font is ridiculous. Mm. Uh, so there's there's two fonts I want to point out. Yes, there are. Because there's the green font um, that we're introduced with, which is sort of typing on a computer. And then there's another font. Yeah. A slightly more interesting font. It looks like... The mm. windows of a party mm. looking in. Yes. It's like a rainbow rave. Yeah. That's what I wrote down. Rainbow rave colour. The colours keep shifting. It looks kind of liquidy as well. It's also mm. Comic Sans. Oh, uh, look. <laughs> I don't want to say that's that put this movie off on a bad foot <laughs> right out the gate, but... uh No. No, no, no. It put a good foot in. I was like, ah, yes. The Comic Sans. Now I'm into this. The intro mm-hmm. is weird, though, because as you mentioned, there's, mm. like, the computer typing font is, like, just, like, saying stuff. And then the weird rave... Rainbow Comic Sans. Ra- Rave-bow Rave-bow Comic Sans is, like, asking questions that yep. the typing thing is then responding to? It's what it's alluding to, as we learned out later on, is, you know, the guy talking to the computer. Exactly. And the computer asks her questions. But it's an interesting start to the movie. The whole... Then, the, yeah, the opening ten minutes is weird, because then we're like introduced to the character, his flight's delayed. Yeah. Oh, and the banging soundtrack starts playing. Oh, yeah, which is... We got that electric dreams coming in. Which is was, excellent. Oh. Yeah, it's very good. Well, this is... Go- oh, oh. Yeah, so Miles, we're introduced to him. His flight's delayed, and he waits around in this airport, mm. and everyone's using computers. We got a calculator, a watch... Fitbit thing that 
calculates your weight. Yeah, and then just tells you how fat you are. We've had this joke before. Was it this it year? Was... Yeah, uh, yes. I think so. It was that one romance movie, the radio romance movie that we did, where we had a talking scale. Oh, with Will Wheaton? Uh, yes, I think so. I think it's done better here, because it's barely in the film. I liked the I liked the kid's car, where he's, he programs the car, and then it zooms around. Oh, yeah. I like the ladies learning English. No, that was bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, this, yeah, it was terrible. No, no, no. But she's, like, learning English and saying it out loud in a busy airport. Making direct eye contact with the guy next to her. Yeah, making direct (laughs) eye contact. And she can see that he's talking, like, clearly he's trying to communicate with you and you're not listening to him. Yeah. Like, it was, yeah. And then he goes back to work and everyone at work's like, Grrr, how dare you're late. And then the boss is like, I'm not a fan of tardiness. Oh, you naughty boy. <laughs> oh, but that's all right. Get back to work. Chop, chop. <laughs> I did like the boss telling him off. That was very good. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was like, oh, there's one thing I don't like. Mm. Uh, more than uh, initiative, it's punctuality. Punctuality? You gotta yep. get here on time. How about you get yourself a computer? His office buddy is like, Hey, you know what would help you out? Computer. Computer. Technology. The way that the scene with his buddy is shot at, as they're Oh walking, my god, I had so many problems. As they're walking around the office, you see them from like the security cameras, the very security cameras, that's what you're meant to be looking through these people. And it mm. doesn't make any sense. There's no reason um, for this. Also, the cameras have audio? Yeah. That's not legal. Yeah, just... uh. Mm. Just film it normally. Just use normal cameras. And and they also know that they record audio. Like, they know the cameras record audio because the the guy's like, oh, don't say that. And he, he eyes the camera. He's like... Uh, yeah, he makes fun of the boss. Yeah. Yeah, because the guy makes fun of the boss. And it's like, wait, so they know that they're listening in? I guess it's like, oh, cameras are always watching you now. You've got to be careful. Mm. But yeah, he's like, oh, I don't need a computer. <laughs> computers nah i'll do it on my own and i I wrote down what a boomer such a boomer he really is a boomer give him 20 years and he'll be like god damn computer stole my wife yeah he does seem like the sort of person who would wake up and watch the today show Mm. and be like bloody yeah i I agree with carl stefanovic that's a local reference for you like he's that sort of guy that thinks that like they're great Uh. he probably watches ben shapiro as well he's like oh take that liberals (laughs) but he's also a cuck uh, to a computer, no less. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've got a quote here. I, I didn't write down too many quotes, but this was one of them. It tells you any time in the world. Yeah, but I don't go anywhere. <laughs> Except, literally in the last scene, he's late because he just went out of town. <laughs> he went out That's of town. literally a thing you <laughs> just did. And we're late to work because of... Because you travelled out of town to study some earthquakes. Yes. He did just travel. That's literally what you did. And now you're saying you don't go anywhere. That is the introduction to his character. And now you're saying the conflict between him, like from a writing Mm -hmm. standpoint, we're introduced to him as a person coming back Mm. from a trip. And then the conflict as to why he doesn't want to get a computer is that he doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. That is bad writing. Well, that's, that's one of the excuses he said. But the thing is, he gets a computer... So I, I, I forgave this this point, 
because he was just I think he's just an awkward guy thinking of excuses yeah and it was a bad excuse but could have been on purpose big brain maybe maybe it could have been because yeah he does go and get a computer and yeah as you mentioned there's not many quotes in this movie but there is one here which I thought was pretty funny he goes up to uh, the lady at the register and she's like you want a computer what's your preference you want an apple you want a pear you want a wang it's just a joke yep it's a joke they put in yep that's their joke <laughs> they said wang what a word <laughs> and this movie is rated G for general order anyone can watch this and they get away with some pretty rude jokes for a G movie yeah it's uh interesting so he brings the computer home and I think this is one of my favourite jokes because as he's turning on the computer the song that's playing has the lyrics plug me in turn me on Ah, oh, I didn't notice that. <laughs> it's a good song. No, that's that's smart. I like yeah. it. But yeah, ah, uh, I wrote down. He's like, wow, so modern. He's bought a nifty computer. What a modern dude. So modern. <laughs> his name's Mole. Amazing jokes. Because <laughs> he spells his name as Moles instead of Miles, and this joke uh, never stops. It. It's always there. I mean, yeah, it's it's something they develop at the start. They're like, hey, he wrote his name wrong. And for the rest of the movie, he's called the wrong thing. In the credits of the movie, he's credited as moles because... Oh, that's clever. The font, the font is computer font. The computer <laughs> does the credits. Moles. This computer is plugged into his house and can control mm. his coffee machine. So it's really, it's interesting because they make up all this stuff for this computer to be able to do. Obviously, back then, the technology was nowhere near. No. And we can see that the modern computer they've got for him looks ancient, but you could tell they got one that was slightly more sleeker yeah. and curved for this movie to make it look cooler, Yeah, that sort of thing. It does look pretty cool. I quite like the, the computer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's not quite as square. It's a bit more curved. Yeah. But, it does look yeah. like an apple. Yeah. From the... Yeah, like late 80s. It's good. But yeah, somehow the computer can access all his home stuff and like his locks and everything. Yeah, yeah. So at the start, it's introduced that it has all these features. Yeah. All of these features, by the way, I think a Google Home can do. Definitely. Um, or an Alexa. Any of them can do it. Other other home technologies yep. are available. He also has it connected to his lights somehow. He does. He's got a screen in his bedroom at some point. I don't know where that one came from. Yeah. But it's in there. That just kind of shows up. He has security, which is some microphones around to detect noise. So he sets all this up and like he's like, cool, I'm a cool dude now. Look at all this technology. I'm ahead of the times. And then uh, this rather attractive woman moves in next door. Her name is Madeline. We're introduced to her because she's carrying... A case that's got a cello in it. Cello! So yeah, she plays in the orchestra. We get a scene Mm. of her going to the orchestra, and I'm pretty sure all the dialogue is dubbed. Oh yeah, she does a bit of dubbing before that as well. It's weird. Yeah, don't know what's up there. It looks really weird. So for the rest of my notes, I've just got lots of uh, question marks after it for the next couple of notes. Because he then uses his computer to hack his boss's computer. Yeah. And the password is a fairy tale character, and so he just starts like very loudly saying different fairy tale characters and Madeline's in her apartment mm. listening in and then the computer starts to overload and so what does he yep. do? He needs to call it off because your computer's getting too hot he needs some, some water luckily next to his computer he's just pulled out a wine bottle so um, oh boy. he pours the wine on the computer um, 
that um that'll cool it off. And then the computer overloads. Yep, it fries. And, and that's the end of his computer and the end of the movie. Just joking, the computer's now sentient. That's how that works. <laughs> it, you, <laughs> instead of, you know, frying the circuits completely, yeah. like destroying the computer. No, it makes it sentient. That's kind of what happened in Short Circuit as well. Like, the comp- the robot got mm. electrocuted. That's just the thing, I think, with 80s movies is, hmm, electricity and electronic become sentient when together. That's not how yeah. it works. But, you know. Which is not how technology works. Not at all. It, it doesn't make the technology better all of a sudden, that it has the capability of becoming sentient just because you, you toss a bit of the... <laughs> toss a bit of sherry on it, you know. I mean, if that's how it worked, my laptop right now would probably be talking to me. <laughs> what? You're pouring wine? Yeah, You're just Regularly, wine. like, you know... Little bit for me, little bit for you. Little bit for you, computer. Then my computer mm-hmm. likes it as well because it's alive now and says, mmm, yep. thank you for supporting thank my you alcoholism. Fine. This makes me even more sentient. No. <laughs> so my computer does talk with a British accent, just so you know. Oh, absolutely. Fill my bathtub up with uh, crystal, then just drop my phone in it. <laughs> now yep. my phone's alive. Yeah. <laughs> So, the next scene after this is Miles, he heads off to work, Mm. and Madeline, she's still there though, she's playing a cello, Mm. and I guess the audio was travelling through the vents or something, because the computer can hear it. Uh, it it starts listening to the music, and it's reciprocating said music. And yeah, we get this pretty cool duo where she's playing classical, and the computer's just synthing along, doing harmonies. It sounds great. A drum and bass beat kind of kicks in. It's good stuff. It's really good. Mm. I wrote down, oh yeah, sick beats, bro. Oh yeah, I wrote down, slam some sick beats. (laughs) So there you go. But one thing became pretty apparent at this point for me, and Mm -hmm. I'm interested to see what you think of it. The person who filmed this, the cinematographer, has no idea how to film this computer. (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean? He's he's filmed this computer in three different angles in this scene alone. <laughs> Just these weird angles. There's this one where it's like the cameraman's lying on the ground aiming the, the camera yes. up at the computer so it's like a god or something. There's one up at the computer, there's one just zoomed in right on its screen. It's not very interesting, but also, what can you do? You're in the uh, 80s. And- no, they, just, they just want to keep it fresh, you know? They just keep changing the angles up to keep it fresh. There's one scene that was excellent where Miles is yelling at the computer and we get this silhouette of their shadows and it looks excellent. Oh, yeah. Guys, like, how do we film this <laughs> static object yeah. that's just sitting there doing a slight visual? Yeah, they mm. do the best that they can in that situation, I think. They certainly do a thing in that situation. This is so weird. So the duet finishes and then Madeline is like, oh, I'm going to go talk to Miles through the vent. So she says something to him. He obviously doesn't respond because it was the computer. And so she says, hmm, he's very smart, but also very weird. As <laughs> she walks mm, away. Fantastic. <laughs> Thanks for that. So then um, we cut to Miles at the shop and they run into each other. And uh, she's like, oh my God, I love your music. I love your things that you were doing the other day. I thought it was very good. And he's like, well, I just... Let me speak for two bloody seconds. And she's like, what did you say you were? An archaeologist? 
happens. It's one of those movies where if he got one word in, the film would be over. Yeah, so they don't let him. They don't let him say anything. I, I think the movie would have continued, but uh, they wouldn't have that great joke where uh, <laughs> he's, he tries to explain he's an architect and she doesn't listen, so she says archaeologist. <laughs> do they have chemistry? I don't think they do. What do you think? Uh, no. They, they come together because the movie says they do. Although she thinks he has some funky music in him. Yeah, which is alright. Uh, which is her main motivation. Yeah. And then he's just like, ho, 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 some attention. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and he's like a, a bland ass nerd boy. So any woman, and he's like, <gasps> woman? Exactly. I think some of it could also be because she is dubbed over, it seems, for a lot of this movie as well. That doesn't help. Oh, yeah. And... The other main male lead. Oh, what a... Yeah, that dude. What a guy. So what a fantastic dude. There's this... I guess we'll just go over his whole thing now, because he's not important. He really no, isn't. No, not at all. But he's so present in this movie. It's no reason other than, I guess, to make the other guy jealous. I don't know, he doesn't really have a purpose. So there's this guy that plays behind Madeline at her recitals. He peaked in high school. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he has one plot point where he like explains that she talks about uh, the main character and his music. That's that's his one plot relevant moment. Uh, so anyway, they're kind of going out, but also not really. But also, who cares because it's a grumcom. You know how it's going to end. Yeah, they go to a restaurant. And she tries to learn what his music is, and he's like, doesn't know what the frick's going on, but he's <laughs> glad that a woman's into it. Exactly. Is it meanwhile all this is happening that Computer Dog happens? It's slightly after this, I think. Because, oh, okay. yeah, yeah, no, they finish up their date, and then he's like, oh, you want to go out sometime? And she's like, no. <laughs> yeah, I like that as well. She's, she's just like, no, nah, one's enough. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> it was possibly she was losing interest in him. I don't know. I, there's no there's no plot reason. There's no dialogue reason for that. No. Yeah, no. She immediately the next day is like, oh, I'm back into you now. So I don't know why. But anyway, it's next morning and he's having a shower. Yeah. He has a shower. And while he's in the shower, a dog walks in from the street. So he opens the door to... Um, to let out the stick. Ah, look, there's a lot of questions. Yeah, the dog comes in and it barks, and the computer barks back. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's le- it's learning how to communicate, so it barks back in like this mm-hmm. synthy bark, and then it replicates the noise of maybe ten dogs all barking at this one dog to try and get it out of the apartment. Except it's coming from all different angles, which led me to the. the th- Where are the speakers for this computer? Uh, yes. Because it sounds like the, like the dog's coming from all the different areas of the apartment, and that's why the dog runs away. And we know th- this later on. I'm pretty sure it comes in later on, mm. on this apparent stereo setup that we never see. Where are the speakers? Well, I think there's a radio in one room, mm. and I think all the screens, there's two screens we know of. Both the screens have speakers attached to them. And the computer can control everything, so it's probably also coming out of the oven, for all we know. 
Yeah, it's interesting, because literally any technology with a tiny speaker could be doing anything. I was throwing mad questions around in this next part, though, because he comes out of the shower, he's wearing a yep. towel, and oh, yeah. he's trying to shut up the computer, and then, Ma- <laughs> and then Madeline just walks in. Yeah. And it's like, oh, you're naked? Cool. She breaks into his house, and then starts harassing he's him. He's completely naked. And she's yep. just like, I'm going to look around in your apartment for 20 minutes. <laughs> like, what is Yeah, like, leave the dude alone to get dressed. Get out of his house. He could I sue get... you. It was a different time. Anyway, she gives him tickets by, um, because he's holding the towel around his waist, she chucks it in his mouth. Yeah, she puts his tickets in his mouth. It's like, Haha. She gives him two tickets for this thing. Yep. And so he doesn't bring anyone. And I liked how there was an empty seat next to him at the concert. Uh, you remember your continuity movie? Yeah. Good job. Good job. So yeah, he goes to her concert, her orchestra's recital, whatever mm. you want to call it. And um, he brings a pager that's connected to the computer that hears the music and starts whistling along. Very loudly. And the rest of the audience is like, wah, wah, wah. Okay, so <laughs> yep. here's where I had a few problems. There's a lot wrong with this thing. Why does he have a pager? Because he's late to everything. Oh, uh, yeah. Maybe, so I don't know. He's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, hang on one second. Before the, the pager is even introduced, we see that he's just a bad audience member because he's got his feet on the back of someone's chair, mm. pushing into their head a little bit, and then the woman next to him is like, you should stop doing that. He's just yep. not a nice guy in this thing, full stop. Uh, so he has this pager, and then it connects, and then it makes a noise and he turns it off. But then the computer just turns it back on again. Yeah. The computer logs into this because it's listening through the radio or whatever. Yes. It can't hear it through the pager, right? Uh, no. No. So it's hearing it through the radio. So we know for a fact it should be 10 seconds behind for audio issues and stuff like that. They they didn't really have a delay on, like, radio in the 80s. Okay, alright. They don't have a delay. Still... Radio waves don't travel at light speed. No, it would still be two seconds minimum behind. It would be it would be two or three seconds behind, and then it has to send the message to the pager to make the sounds to go yeah. with it. So there's like there would be a delay at least, but of course for the movie there no. isn't. Although that would be very funny if the pages yeah it was delayed. The pages audio was slightly delayed. Yeah, yeah, would have made more sense, but obviously it would. Yeah, yeah. That's not my main issue. My main issue is he should just smash the thing. Well, he does eventually put it in the toilet. If he's going to chuck it in the... Just smash the device. If you're going to run out of the audience in embarrassment and then just toss it in the the toilet, just smash the device while you're there. Just put it on the ground and put your foot to it. Also, Madeline is happy that he's doing this. We see her smiling and she can hear... This pager completely ruining the concert for everyone. And she's just smiling like, oh, I love this. I don't know what the frick's going on, man. <laughs> also, how, did she, how could she hear it? She's so fun. Ugh. Yeah, nope, there's a lot to the scene that just... Uh, this this scene was questionable at best. <laughs> it, was pretty, it was pretty bad. And then he goes back home... <laughs> He goes back home and just yells at his computer. It's like, you want to fight, computer? I'm talking to a machine. I'm going nuts. He walks into his house and is like, all right, that's it, computer. Fists up. Let's do this. It's pretty funny. I'm going nuts. And then he almost unplugs the computer, which, again, questions. So he's got the plug halfway out. 
and the computer's light has slightly dimmed, and he's like, oh, I can't do this to you, buddy. And then he plugs it back in, and then the computer kind of comes back to life. That's not how PowerPoints work. I think it might have had some residual energy. Uh, look, I Maybe. don't know. Maybe, maybe there's it's it's acting like a somewhat battery. The wine, um, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> For the context of this movie, sure. <laughs> yeah, look, look, anything can happen. Technology is a mystery. Who knows how it works? <sighs> no idea. Also, the computer can talk now. By, by the way, what did it do? It like studied TV or something and just learned to talk. He's sleeping, and it it picks up on what oh, he's yeah. saying while he's sleeping. And then gets the rest from uh, TV and stuff. Um, yeah. Miles is in Madeline's car, and he's like, Oh, this car's alright, you had this car long? She responds with, No, it's my third. They all break down quite a bit. Yep, that's the thing. He asks her about AIs and what she thinks of them, because at this point he knows what's going on with the music, obviously. And she yeah. says, uh, oh, yeah, my mum has got a computer that can talk. It's called a clock. Tells her the time. Ha-ha! <laughs> Funny joke. They're going to a drive-in movie. And this was also awkward. What was this scene? Ah, <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. This, it was dubbed. There was just things going... It was like a rom-com moment. That was the idea, I think. Because he's spilling food over her. He drops something underneath him and then she leans over to pick it up and then the guy next is like whoa look what's blubbing over there yeah look at the blowjob haha <laughs> 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 blowjob joke in my g-rated movie <laughs> then they make out and it's just like okay and then they're about to sleep together and she says hang on a second we're neighbors what happens if we don't like each other and then he says one of us moves yep it's just like five minutes of the worst part yep of romantic comedies just smushed together into this middle section of the movie. Yeah, like, they put it in to make sure this was more romantic-y. I don't know. It was really bad, though. It was probably the worst bit of these movies was when they were trying to make it more romancy. Yeah, because it's not. They don't have chemistry. No, they don't have any chemistry whatsoever. It's, uh, it's... it's the one thing, the montage was pretty good. Yeah, they go to Alcatraz, that's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because he's, ta- he's trying to get the computer to write a song for her. He's like, all right, computer, stop making music. And it's like, what is music? What is these things you tell me? What is love? What, what is, is life? life? Why am I sentient? Why do I feel the need to drink alcohol every day? I wake up and I'm like, hmm, I want some wine. Why do I have an addiction? <laughs> Hello, David. <laughs> Uh, what, what, what? It learns how to write songs by watching the Pepsi advertisement. Yep. And the song's I mean, great. It's alright. Yeah, it's, it's pretty solid. But is it product placement? Yes. Okay. The Hang on, the other good. thing about this scene, though, is we hear this song with this instrumental and these real voice, well-written lyrics about recording stuff on VHS. That's what this song's about. Like, I want you on video or something. I don't know, it's weird. Um... The vocals sound very similar to the vocals of every song that the computer writes. However, when Miles gets back, he's like, play me the song. And so the computer plays the song with that instrumental that we just heard for the song, I want to say it's called On Video, I'm not sure. However, the the lyrics of the computer rapping. Mm. The lyrics have changed and are no, no longer a person. They're the computer saying... Hug, hold, squeeze, and kiss. Darling, I love you to bits. And I want to see you. <laughs> yeah, 
That's a great rap. I don't know what about you, but that that was everything I wanted. That's that's what he put into the computer. That's what he said should be the lyrics. Yep. And somehow the computer, only knowing that it should rhyme, came up with something romantic at least. <laughs> and pretty solid rhyme in hip and tunes. It was alright. It was a vibe. I was I I was down for this. I was like, yeah. But yeah, it's like is the vocals in every song we hear the computer, or is that yes. not actually in the movie? It's just something out. It, it's weird. Well, we it see it's getting up. voice lines from uh, uh, TV and advertisements and stuff. So I think it's it's just uh, grabbing voices from other things and then putting it into stuff. I Probably. Don't I don't know. Remember how um, he poured wine on the computer and it, it can now do exactly. anything? Yeah, no, you're right. Nothing matters. <laughs> So he tells the computer to write a song, yeah, a soft song. Yeah, but then he's like, "You gotta, you gotta change all this. This is garbage. I hate it. I hate you, computer." And the computer's like, "What? But I did what you said." He's so mean. And he's like, "No, nah, you suck. You're a piece <laughs> of garbage. So I hate you. Now make this song again." And he's like, "Oh, okay." He's so mean to this computer. It's ridiculous. He's mean to this poor computer. I was like, "Oh man." The computer uh... then makes this love ballad song yeah he explains love as a concept to the computer yeah and the computer's like i don't know what love is is love <laughs> how i feel about this girl all right i'm a computer and i'm in love with this girl yeah the computer is now like huh i guess i am in love with madeline except is yeah. it no it's not no not really okay i've gone on record that i don't like movies that show clips from stuff we've already seen yeah and that is this whole scene so the computer plays this soft ballad because then he goes to bed and he and he's like no go away i want to go to sleep have some dreams and stuff and it's like what is dreams Oh, yeah, no, that is the next song, because there's two songs that are quite similar back-to-back. Oh, there's two songs, right, yeah. Actually, I think both of them do this. They've got lyrics flashing up on screen. Mm. They've got clips of scenes we've seen 20 minutes before replayed in slow motion. And then Mm. they've got CGI stuff meant to be on the computer's screen. It's Mm. basically a music video. And it was yeah. okay. It's interesting because you have we go back to scenes of them at the Alcatraz and the fair and whatever that they've gone to, messing around and having a good time. Yeah, but we we just saw that, but it has <laughs> music over it, so I don't know. <laughs> it is now the director has done a lot of music videos before this, so mm. I think that's one of the reasons he got hired was because the soundtrack was a bit was a big part of this film Mm. you ready for the big twist with madeline in the elevator absolutely um the uh, elevator's packed oh boy it's so packed but i want to bring it's full of people i want to bring my cello what what am i gonna do yeah she she rightfully says that she'll wait for the next one because she's taking a cello with her you know a giant ass musical object into this already super packed like even if she didn't have the cello like i would go no i'm waiting for the next one i don't want to be near this many people i don't know i've never worked at an office or whatever Mm. is this what people regularly do pack into elevators like that i've been in a couple offices and um no yeah no that was (laughs) like a thing that's shown in movies a lot like maybe it used to be a thing but nowadays, I guess elevators are just faster and more efficient. And there's more of them. You just wait for the next one. So she gets in the elevator, and then the elevator doors slam shut on the cello, and she's like, oh no! My, like, 
$250 cello. The reason I make money. The reason I got a job. Yeah. Now, originally, right, I thought the computer hacked into the elevator system and squashed her cello. I don't know why, but that's what I thought. Mm. At first, I was like, is this all going to come back to the computer? Is the computer the villain? It doesn't happen. Mm. But that could have been an interesting twist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the com- computer made it happen. Miles goes back to the apartment and then pretends he's getting in a cab. Instead, sneaks upstairs to sneak Madeline out so they can go somewhere. And then the computer mm. just has a fit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the computer knows he's going out with her. Yeah. And at this point, the computer's super jealous and is like, I want to meet her. Come on! The computer turns super bratty and creepy as hell. <laughs> it's um, so bad. It's re- it's horrifying. Yeah. I want to meet her, Mole. Mole, let me touch her, Mole. <laughs> it's almost ripped exactly from the movie. This then, is what it's like. Yeah, no, it's it's uh. It's oh, weird. and then the computer calls into a, a radio show to ask like what love is. <laughs> yes, and he goes on talking about how like uh, he doesn't have any hands or anything, and that. <laughs> And that he can't meet people because Miles keeps him locked up. So the radio host is like, you should probably call the police. Mm. We cut to Miles and Madeline. I think they're out at a show or they're going to a restaurant or something. And their tickets get cut up. The person refuses them entry. Mm. They go to the shops trying to buy some stuff. And the person at the checkout sees a notice flash up when he tries to use his credit card saying that he's armed and dangerous. Yeah, yeah, no. It's it's uh, interesting that this computer can just connect to everything now. It just calls up things and can control them. Mm. This is this is the point where the movie where the computer becomes Skynet. Yeah, basically. But like the King Kong version of Skynet. Where it cares about this one woman. Exactly. And then he gets mad at the computer, obviously, for wrecking his cards and all that. So then he comes home and he's like, Oi, computer, that's it, I've had enough Yeah, he pulls the plug out. But the computer's like, I rerouted my power to another plug. Dum-dum. And then they run around the house with the computer bringing appliances to life to basically attack him. And we see on the computer screen a game of Pac-Man is happening. The way this is represented is he's running around and the computer as a program has a Pac-Man image on it to chase him around. Yeah, to chase him around and grab him. And it just, it looks cool. It's well done, but there's also, it doesn't quite work entirely, I think. I don't know. The music is pretty great, though. Mm. And so what he does is he hides himself in the bathroom for few hours until morning. Mm. Then he sneaks out in the morning by using uh, this electric razor's noise. Because we know for a fact that it can tell where someone is by their sounds. Because mm. it can hear. It's got these microphones set up. Remember when the movie did that? Yep. And so he uses the sound of the razor to the to distract it while he makes an escape. Yeah, so um, he's out of the house and then Madeline comes over and mm. sees the computer and suddenly realises everything that's been happening has been the computer all along. Uh, does she? Or does she just have a moment? I, 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 well, I'm pretty sure she doesn't actually know what's been happening. She just has a moment with the computer. It doesn't... Yeah. <laughs> 
It's very weird. The monitor of the computer is off to the side, so the motherboard is is just out in the open. And she goes and she like touches the motherboard, and the computer goes, oh, something. Mm. It's stupid. She presses the buttons on the keyboard. It plays some music, and then she she has a tear because it it really speaks to her. This this music scene. Yeah, and then she cries on the computer. Because whenever a liquid is poured onto this computer, instead of, you know, killing it like it should, it instead just feels it. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, yes. Computers, how do they work? Um, The computer writes, I love you on the screen, and she's like, oh, oh, this is normal. That's weird as hell. And so she runs out and bumps into her boyfriend, and she's like, what the frick is that thing? I had a weird moment in there. And he's like, do you love me? And she's like, yes. <laughs> she's like, yes. And then the computer's like, oh man, she really does love him. I've got the whole quote. He goes back into the apartment. They have a conversation and the computer says, I'm leaving. I finally found out what love is. It's give. It's not take. So I give her to you by taking myself away. What? what? <laughs> Just so stupid what a what a leap of logic that is what a, it's so dumb you just be like okay yeah she's clearly in love with you there we go that's it and then the computer is like moles hold me while i die so he picks up the monitor yeah. and gives it a hug Yep. <laughs> which is hilarious and then puts the monitor back on which i thought was nice i was like oh and we also find out what the computer's name is because turns out the computer <laughs> has had a name this whole time okay okay no i really love that i was like oh that's funny that's actually genuinely funny i laughed at that <laughs> it was pretty funny actually i did like it i was like oh it did have a name because uh, i was wondering if it was gonna take his name and be like my name is moles now. yeah that's what i thought would happen and, like that's why they put this emphasis on the name but it didn't happen mole was just a dumb thing they put it in uh, look uh, whatever instead the computer's name is edgar <laughs> edgar <laughs> and he's like oh your name's edgar oh. <laughs> and then edgar dies hmm. uh, and is never seen from ever again <laughs> it's weird this feels like a movie that could have been super popular and then they would have had a tv show where we have edgar the sentient computer or something <laughs> like, like an animated show with yeah the an com- animated yeah, show yeah definitely so the way the movie ends is um, Miles and Madeline are going on a vacation. They're driving. But then uh-oh, their radio starts to freak out. Yeah. And this voice comes on that sounds an awful lot like Edgar. Yeah. And it's like, Nishon goes out to YouTube. You know who you are. And then it plays the song Electric Dreams, the title song, and then the movie ends. But then everyone dances to it. Yeah, everyone all around the world because it's, it's a massive hit. People are getting yeah. requests for it to be played in the radio, and they're like, who's it coming from? We don't know where it's from. Who wants this song? What is this song? Who owns this song? No one knows where the song is. The song is super popular, and no one knows where it's coming from. Which sounds like a more interesting movie than what we just saw. Yeah, 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 no. <laughs> and it's definitely not my sequel. <laughs> Absolutely. There's, there's two great sequels that you can make from this already that I can think yeah, of. Yeah, definitely. One is the US government trying to figure out where this is from and destroy this computer. The sentient being. Yeah, because where is the computer? Is the computer in the pre-internet? 
it could be in literally any device that it's connected. Like, the boss's computer. It could have just uploaded itself to that. So it's just jumping around. Yeah, yeah. It could use the telephone system to jump around. Which is cool. So so one of my sequels is that it... Uh, ideas was that it was just jumping around using the telephone lines and the US has to like destroy all the telephone lines to isolate mm. it and then kill it well yeah we do have to pitch sequels before that gonna rate it um, look there's an element of this film that I think is funny is charming mm. and I think it is one you might have to see to believe because it is such a weird yeah, oh. fever dream of a movie, but it's not good. I've got to give it an oldie. It's bad. Okay. I enjoyed it a lot. Really? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was really bad, but in it, it, it got to the bad point. It was in that perfect sweet point of so bad it's good. Ah, how about that? Mm. All right. And I would definitely suggest this to someone. I'm not sure who. I want to <laughs> rate this a goodie just because okay. I want to do that. Sure. You can give it a goodie. <laughs> Go for it. Because I feel like it deserves some credit, you know. I think it does. It does feel ahead of the curve in many ways. Cause... Oh, but then there's a lot of ways that it's just bad. Ooh. Yeah. It is entertaining, though. It's also only, no. like, 90 minutes, so it's quite short and sweet. Uh, which is always a plus for me. When something's bad, it's a lot more bearable if it's short. Yeah, definitely. If it's long and bad, I will rate it an oldie 90% of the time, just because I get so bored. But this one kept me kept me going till the very end, so I appreciated it. Yeah, it wasn't ever really boring. Yeah, it wasn't boring. It was bad and dumb, but it was never boring. It's one that you can zone out and watch as well. Don't pay too much attention to it or else it won't make sense, like that sort of film. Alright, what's your other sequel idea? I can just go with mine if you want. Oh, I don't know. You explain your sequel and then I'll explain my alternative sequel. Alright, cool. My idea was, I love the idea that Edgar has become this, like, groundbreaking, like, hit machine. Like, he's just making music. I also quite like films about musicians where it's about how they keep getting screwed over on deals mm. films like straight out of compton do that really well so i was thinking wouldn't it be funny if edgar has this very popular album but he then has to go through pitching it to a label having to work out the money things maybe he starts making a lot of money and people are like oh Ooh. but now you owe us money f- for this stuff and this stuff maybe it starts to get to his head maybe he starts Ooh. playing He's a bit of a player. He's got ten girls at the same time. Because he doesn't understand the concept of love properly. <laughs> He's no idea what's going on. Maybe they kill him. I don't know. <sighs> well, that escalated quickly. Just a computer being a rock star and having to navigate all the pitfalls of being a rock star, I think, yep. would be hilarious. He's got to go on tour. Does he get, like, a human avatar that kind of oh, plays dude, him? He's dead mouse. Ooh. He's dead mouse. Like, Dead Mouse is just a guy who works for this computer. <laughs> yeah. And the computer plays the music, and Dead Mouse takes all the credit. <laughs> That's pretty cool. I like that idea yeah. as well. Anyway, what's your other idea? Uh, my other idea is, like, 20 years into the future, uh, or, or 30 years or whatever. He's an old man now. Mr. <laughs> um, Mole. Whatever, Miles, or whatever yeah, yeah, his yeah. name is. The computer's back. Oh. Um, with new technology now days uh of course miles has learned to hate technology as he should but now with all this fancy technology and security and other things the computer's been stalking him for the last 10 years or so right and sees that their marriage is going down the pits 
because they have no chemistry whatsoever. They lasted pretty long, though, to be honest. I'm surprised. Yeah. So the computer decides this is the perfect time to swoop in. Mm-hmm. And uh, this woman finds that all the the uh, technology around her, this new fancy iPhones and stuff, it all tries to seduce her for some reason. <laughs> it's very, it's very strange. It seems very seducing, but all, also oddly seducing. Mm. Mm, okay. The the guy's like, I don't understand. Why is this technology acting? Like, the technology starts to screw him over. Yeah. And he's like, I don't understand this technology. Technology sucks. It was better when we had no technology. Blah, blah, blah. I like the idea of various appliances trying to hurt Miles and then also seduce <laughs> <laughs> Yes. It's pretty much like a rom-com. Everything always goes right for her whenever there's technology involved, and everything goes wrong for him. <laughs> there's like a scene, because they've both got their own, like, massage chairs. Hers yep. is vibrating, she's like, oh, yeah, this is real good. And then his is just, like, <laughs> bending in on itself. Yeah, it's just going nuts. It's just going nuts. <laughs> yes! That, this actually sounds like a better movie than this one, honestly. This doesn't sound too bad, no. And it's called Electric Dreams 2. I'ma steal your girl. <laughs> I'ma steal your girl. Electric Dreams 2. Electric Dreamaloo. I hated that. Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah. Anyway, next segment. It's r- 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 raving reviews. Nice. It's raving reviews time. It's the time of the show where I, Zach, go get some reviews that I found on Rotten Tomatoes, and then Sandra guesses the score. That's it. That's the whole thing. That's it. Uh, this week, uh, there wasn't too many reviews for this movie because it wasn't super popular. Yeah. And the, most of the reviews were like, oh, I remember watching this as a child. Blah, blah, boring. Mm. So we only have a few. So we'll just quickly go through them. We have uh, Panos who says, 7 out of 10, sweet and corny. It's probably a 3 and a half. Actually, no, just 3. It's 3 and a half. You were close. You were close. You should have gone gone with your first guess. Yeah, well, just like Miles, I failed. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Got him. Uh, Then we have Matt. Matt says, wacky. So wacky. Mm. But lovable. Oh. Wacky is not a negative word. No. So I don't think... Well, it's an alternative word. It's a word you say to describe this movie because it's, it was funny but bad. Yeah, exactly. So I might give this a... F- I think this might be the three. Yeah, it's a three out of five. Well done. Well done. Good, uh, good analysis on this one. We have Jay. Yep. He says... My childhood dream two. Uh, okay, so so is the two a two or is the two no, spelt two? It is my childhood dream. Yeah. T O O. So as well. What is the hmm? <laughs> so he also wanted to get a computer that fell in love with someone he wanted to fall in love with. No, no, no. I think he dreamed the same dream as the computer did. Oh. But also, it could mean your thing. I'm not sure. That's very. Either way, questions. Either way, I, no, I, I don't, I don't know. I oh. just saw this and it was like my childhood dream <laughs> team. Jay, what are you doing? What are you drink? Four? I'm gonna go four. It's probably too high. It's five out of five. Oh, of course it is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we have the second last thing, which I was gonna put as the last thing, but I found something better. Okay. Antonio, Antonio, he hey. says, "Ah, when computers were a new thing," which I have to agree with. Obviously. Yeah, I think Antonio sounds like a boomer. Yep. You know what I say to boomers? I say boom. That's right. Ah, when computers were a new thing. Um, 
There's nothing here for me to (laughs) analyze. Is it a three? I don't know. I'm going to go with a 2.5. It's a 4.5. You'll get get along with the last one, I think. Will I? Uh, Flux says, moles. Lol. A rare oldie. (gasps) Ah, see what I did there? I think I want to go three. Right right, right down the middle. It's three and a half. Well done. Yeah, see, he agrees. Very nice. He agrees. It does seem like people like this one. Yeah, a lot of people seem to like this one. As in, like, it got a 71%. Like, Mm. the critics reviews 44, I think it was. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, critics obviously didn't like it, but people were like, yeah, this movie's so bad it's good. How about that? That's pretty good. Um, Well, before we find out what we're doing next week, uh, let's quickly say that if you like the show... One way to help us out, one way that we, we, we really appreciate it, is telling a friend. Um, mm. Be like, hey, have you seen Electric Dreams? Your friend will say no, but then you'll be like, well, it's a movie where a computer falls in love. And your friend will be like, wow. That sounds dumb. I don't want to watch that, but I want to know everything about it in great excruciating detail. Is there a podcast? And you'd be like, by happen chance, yes, there is, friend. Mm. I'll leave it a goodie. And if you do that, we will forever be in your debt. Absolutely. <laughs> There's also Facebook to get in touch with us and email oldiebodygoodypod.gmail.com. Uh, Facebook, as I mentioned, Instagram, Spotify, playlists, we're on everything. If you like the show, YouTube, comment, I want to watch the movie, and we'll know it's you. Give us that thick, juicy comment. That is everything. Links in the description. You know I love those thick and juicy comments. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're picking next week's episode. Are you ready? Yep. Let's let's move on to whatever else. <laughs> Your option is the yep. secret of the Selenites. What? It's also known as Moon Madness. Alrighty then. It's an animated film. Yep. From France. Yep. It's about a man in the 18th century who is tasked to find the Fountain of Youth. Oh. So he goes to the moon. <laughs> Of course, naturally, yeah. as you would go. Well, we haven't found it on Earth by now. It must be on the moon. And that is the only movie that came out last week, which means you can pick any of the alternate options from this Ooh. week. Best Defense, Ooh. Revenge of the Nerds, or the bloody Wish It Would End Already story. Because <laughs> <laughs> then I do the never-ending story, perhaps? <laughs> you can pick that if you want, yes. Yeah, the never-ending story! The never-ending story. I want to do that one. I was hoping to avoid it. (laughs) Wow, you fool. Oh, no. think you could pass me? This story is (laughs) never-ending. All right. There's no possible way you could get past. Hell yeah. I want to do the never-ending story. Snore, 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 snore. The the never-ending story. (laughs) You made fun of it that time. I didn't put that Hey, look, look, there. yeah, look. I can make fun of this movie. doesn't stop me from enjoying it. Oh, well. Or, or or not enjoying it. It's been a while. We'll see how it goes. Someone I was talking to had an idea that after we mm. pitched the movie, we then predict what the other person is going to rate it. Ooh, that's an interesting one. Uh, Sandro Aldi. <laughs> Zach Goody. Yeah, wow, that was easy. We'll see you next week. <laughs> we wrap it up with our favourite quote from Electric Dreams. Mine has got to be, oh, you're asking me if I've ever had a talking computer before. Well, my mum has one. It's called a clock. 
It's a computer that can tell the time. <laughs> Whoa, man. That's some big guitar. <laughs> it's called a cello. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.